Welcome to the Zanbergen Report, where wealth strategies and investment wisdom collide, featuring your distinguished host and certified financial planner, Bart Zanbergen. Welcome to our show of Dream Chasers and Wealth Makers. We are thrilled to be back in the virtual studio today with a new episode of the Zanbergen Report. I'm proud to bring you in the movers, shakers, and difference makers who are passionate about sharing what they have learned and what you need to know today. Today, I am very pleased to have in virtual studio Ben Buskey, Regional Vice President of First Choice Bank. Ben, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Of course. And Paul, good to see you, buddy. As always, guy's going to talk about the one thing everybody keeps asking me. Okay, so you got your PPP loan. Now what? Is it all free <laughs> That's money? Right. That's right. So um, that is the main topic of today's show. But Ben, what do you think? Let's just talk about first, um, for those who may not be as informed, let's, let's define what a PPP loan is, and then we'll work our way up from there. Yeah, the, the PPP loan was a, um, a program that was enacted as part of the CARES Act to help small businesses keep their employees employed and paid, essentially. Uh, so the SBA would lend money to these small businesses in order to uh, make payroll with the intent that if it's used correctly, that money could be forgiven. I think that's pretty much it in a nutshell. All right. And so the requirement for these small businesses then was to keep the employees on uh, employed, correct, and not to lay them off. Yeah, it was to keep them employed, um, and at a at hopefully the um, roughly the same amount as as what they've been getting paid. Uh, and if they did that, they would be eligible to apply to have the full amount forgiven. Okay, so we will talk about that component here uh, in a moment. But so beyond the PPP, I want to make sure we cover all the basics and the the uh, fundamentals. There were other types of grants, loans, government aid um, at the time. Can we talk about those? Uh, yeah, we can. Um, the EIDL was a popular one, the emergency, uh, it, it's a, essentially emergency disaster relief loan. Um, this one was done directly through the Small Business Administration. Um, banks did not really get involved in that loan, so if somebody wanted to apply, they would go directly to the SBA. Uh, and a number of clients of mine got approved and got funded for these. What was the, uh, there was a, a, there was, it's a, it was a kind of a, a minimus amount, wasn't, uh, wasn't it? Uh, $10,000. Okay. Yeah. Um, and you could get, uh, gosh, I don't know all the details on that one specifically, but I believe yeah. you could get up to 200, uh, $200,000 for that one while staying in kind of the small business loan program. Okay. All right. Um, anything else under that uh, the government? Well, there's there is the CARES Act. As part of the CARES Act, there was multiple um, tranches of help that was provided to small businesses, but some of those are now just coming to fruition, um, which would be kind of the after the PPP loan, if you will. Um, we could talk about that right now or later. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about. It. So the, the main component is now called the Main Street Lending Program. The Main Street Lending Program is uh, loans. So where the PPP loan was intended to keep employees paid, it seems like the Main Street Lending Program is there to keep um, successful businesses that were not already 
um, on a kind of a downward spiral, but successful businesses going through this time. So if their business was impacted by uh, the uh, effects of the coronavirus, but outside of that and prior to that, they were a successful business, this is a good opportunity for them to find some additional uh, working capital or some, uh, so to speak, rainy day funds or a little bit just to help them uh, get uh, get through the storm, so to speak. Okay. Uh, let's make sure I want to make sure we come back and hit on that after we finish the PPPs. I think that's going to be um, uh, of great interest to many existing businesses. Um, what is the current status of the PPP? I, I just read something recently. There was some sort of extension. And does that mean on the yeah. deferment period, or does that mean they're actually offering new or more funding for PPP? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm glad you said that because it's actually a good time to kind of point out that there has been there have been many changes to this through process. So I might say something today, and it's wrong tomorrow. Um, we've seen that happen quite a few times already. Um, As of right now, there have been a few changes. One of them is if you had a prior PPP loan, the uh, time in which you could qualify to make those payments, whether it was for paying um, your payroll or another another option would be pay rent or mortgage interest uh, or utilities, if you did that, within an eight week period, that amount could be forgiven. Uh, now they have extended that, so you, you can do the eight week period or you can go out up to 24 weeks. Uh, so you do have additional time to use those funds for the um, intended purposes. Again, it would be payroll, mortgage interest, rent, or utilities. Is there any um, the paperwork that's required to extend it or is it just assumed automatic? No, you've got the option, no paperwork required. When you're, um, when you're looking to do the forgiveness, most of the people that got it are close to, if not past, the eight-week period already because um, a lot of people got it early on. So if you're approaching that, you, you don't have to do anything, but when you fill out the application for forgiveness, at least with our bank, there's an option to choose the eight-week forgiveness period or the 24-week forgiveness period. Okay, okay. Um, and actually, you hit on something. I want to make sure we talk about um, very sensitively the regional bank um, approach to the big bank approach. Um, are, is, are you okay to talk about that? I, I can talk about it. Uh, my opinions are my own and don't necessarily reflect <laughs> those of the bank I work for. for bank. But there was definitely, um, let's just broach that for real quick. There was definitely, and it's been all over the news, a, yeah. a difference in which we call it in response and, and effectiveness, I think, of the yeah. regionals versus the large banks? Well, I don't want to really comment. I don't know the intentions behind some of the larger banks, so I'm just, I don't know that I could comment. I can tell you what our bank did. We had a, we were, it was very, very clear early on. It's going to be our responsibility to be there for the communities in which we serve. We've got a lot of great small businesses that we bank um, up, we're, we're swinging way above our, our weight class in a really good way. I think a lot of businesses uh, in Southern California see that the uh, service and dedication a bank like ours gives to them is just uh, far beyond what you should expect, almost at any bank, really. Uh, so for us to come into this knowing that our goal is to keep these businesses afloat, to help our communities out, 
um, it really, I think, uh, just um, came through to uh, our existing clients and then opening the doors to new clients as well. Uh, we had a, a lot of our customers refer business over to us because their friends and uh, colleagues, uh, their vendors, uh, they were frustrated because they couldn't find a place to get a PPP loan. Uh, their bank hadn't heard anything in six weeks. Um, so we were able to really help accommodate for a lot of new clients to the bank. Uh, we've seen tremendous success, uh, not only for the bank, but absolutely for those businesses we helped. We've got story after story of people writing in just saying, you've saved our business. You helped us. Uh, we want to bring our banking over to you now. I've never, we've never seen anything like this. So it's, it's pretty exciting. Yeah, that's great. That's really, really good. All right. So let's get to the, the main subject at hand. So we talked about the eight week, we talked about the, um, the 24 week. What, uh, what are the, re, what are you seeing and what are the current, you said it changes daily. So as of today, yeah. <laughs> what are the rules of engagement um, yeah. for someone who is interested in um, applying for forgiveness? Well, l- let me real fast back backtrack yep. a little bit. I, I don't think I mentioned the PPP loan had ended but there were still funds available. So uh, actually, as of yesterday, they have opened the door back up. So if somebody get a loan but was unable to, uh, that uh, the PPP loan process is now open again in order to get a new PPP loan, uh, at least until funds run out. And there is talk of extending that or doing a second round of that if it's necessary. Um, but uh, you know, fast forward, uh, now that you've got that loan and you want to get it forgiven, the easiest thing to say, honestly, is contact your bank. Uh, this process is going to go through the bank or whoever your servicing agent is. You know, some people used online financial, you know, non-bank financial institutions or bank financial institutions that are just, just have really an online presence. Just get a hold of them. They should have an application process already ready for you. The SBA has released the applications. There's two different ones. Um, you know, there's the, the eight-week one and 24-one, essentially. Um, and so if you uh, fill that out, it'll ask you to provide proof of whatever you're putting in there. Uh, so I don't, I don't know that I, I, I want to give specifics on what you need to show, but it just needs to be proof to say what I said, you know, we paid this amount, this X amount toward payroll. I need to prove that I paid X amount towards payroll. Send it into your bank. Uh, Your bank now has 60 days to review that. From that point, they will then send it to the SBA to review. The SBA now has 90 days uh, to review that and send funds to the bank to pay off the loan. The good thing is, in the meantime, if they're doing that now, of course, there are no payments due on this PPP loan for six months from the date when you got it. And I'm going to guess most banks are not going to take the 60 days allowed to them in order to turn it into the SBA. They want to get paid off pretty quickly on these, I'm sure. So then the the logistics of this were the banks Mm -hmm. are the ones that that gave the businesses the money, came out of their out of their coffers, if you will. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it's up to the bank to either get paid back by the SBA and or oh. the um, um, lendee. 
Yeah, exactly. So uh, I, I've heard of a number of clients getting really worried because they're calling the SBA directly, asking them, how do we apply for this and trying to go through that channel. That's, that's not the way it is right now. You're going to want to go through the bank you use to get the loan. That's the best way to do it. It's going to be the most efficient way to do it. Banks have direct communication with the SBA, know the process, know how to turn it in, just rely on your bank. Um, gosh, if you don't, if you don't know who your banker is, I'm, I'm certain every bank should have a dedicated uh, customer service number or place you can get a hold of somebody to get the application necessary and turn it in for them. Okay. Paul, go ahead. Since somebody tweeted in here. So you're saying you, you said something shocking there. I thought PPP was all done. You're saying that you can still apply for one, that they've reopened it? So they just reopened it yesterday. You can now apply again, correct. Okay. And what kind of businesses can apply? Any business? Is, are you a sole proprietor? Are you a, do you have to have a certain number of employees? Any, any requirements? Yeah, that's a good question. So the structure of it is, is truly any type. So you could be a corporation, you could be an LLC or an LLP, uh, or a sole proprietor, self-employed. That doesn't really matter. Um, there is no minimum requirements of employees. So if somebody's self-employed and doesn't have employees, absolutely, they can apply for this. Uh, we funded a number of self-employed individuals and got loans out to them. And how do you decide how much you can apply for it? You just pick a number that you want and go for it? <laughs> Boy, there you go. <laughs> yeah. So the, uh, the amount to apply for will be based on the uh, employee payroll costs that you have, uh, along with a few other things. Uh, when you talk to the bank to apply, they're going to have an application or something that should take you step by step in, okay, what were your payroll costs here? What were your costs for uh, funding retirement accounts? That can count towards it. They're going to then essentially give you two and a half times your monthly costs of those things. Okay, but if you don't have any employees, I'm thinking of myself, if you're just a self-employed yeah. person, then what do you do? How do you figure that then? Yeah, so we'll, uh, we'll look at your uh, Schedule C. We can, we can talk to you basically about what your income is. Now, there is a cap on it for owners or, um, um, yeah, o- owners of a business are going to be capped at no more than $100,000 annually uh, and then at two and a half times that. Uh, so there, there is a restriction on that. So if you're making uh, three, four, five hundred thousand dollars $500,000 a year, there is going to be a, there is going to be a cap on it. Um, just what I'm going to clarify, Ben, I, I think you may have, uh, have missed it. So it's the, the cap is based on annual when the two and a half is based off two and a half months. So you take That's the correct. annual yes. Sorry 100 divided by 12 multiplied yeah. by I two didn't get I'm glad you That's did correct. that. Okay. Yeah. Two and a half months of your annual, whatever it is. Yeah. Okay, and then does that include, and then do you add rent to that too? I mean, if you're paying a certain amount of rent and you're paying a certain amount to yourself, is it both of those together? Or, um, oh, Gosh. Um, so if you're paying yourself, that'll be one portion. But, yeah, it's going to be what you spent on utilities. It's going to be what you spent on mortgage, uh, in, uh, mortgage interest or rent. Right. Yeah, what you had payroll costs. Um, so at a minimum, you could take your rent and get a couple of months' worth of rent. You're, you're saying there's a minimum of a $10,000 thing, so maybe that would cover your rent for a while or something. And yeah. then also, just to be clear, and I believe, Ben, it also includes as far as um, payroll costs, um, 
retirement plan contributions, right? Because that's yes, part absolutely. of your payroll cost. Yep, absolutely. And the, the biggest question somebody wanted, what's the name of your bank? You didn't give out the name of your bank here. Uh, yeah, I'm with, I'm the regional vice president at First Choice Bank. First Choice didn't Bank. Didn't I with that? If I didn't, I'm sorry. I thought I did. No, I, I, I was yeah. going to lead and close with it. So we're, we're going to give everyone all your contact. First info. Choice Bank. Okay. All right, I, I, know that, <laughs> I know that Paul's already writing it down. He's going to be your first. I'm going to be the first yeah. customer. Yeah, I thought because here's what I and I'll just shut up and let you guys talk somewhere here. But one of the things that was so frustrating because and, and uh, Bart had somebody on early on from another bank and they're like, we're not even sure. We don't even have the forms. Everybody's racing to get this stuff here. And some of the big banks were reported to say, don't even come to us unless you have a relationship because we're just going to our big customers first and on down the line. Don't walk in the door if you don't have a relationship with us. We're not sure what the forms are. We're not sure what the – every lot of uncertainty. And a lot of people said, well, okay, I, I guess I missed it. And that's me. I, I, I think I missed it. Uh, I mean, I just assumed, well, okay, I moved too slow and didn't have uh, – I didn't have payroll and people. And so I thought, well, okay, the heck with it. But, got your second chance, Paul. I got a yes. second chance. By listening to Bart's show today here, I got a second chance. See the value? <laughs> <laughs> um. Do, uh, do we know how much is available this time around? I know it goes fast, and billions and millions yeah. and billions and trillions don't mean much to uh, to the small business. But um, what's the capacity? Do you think this time around? Yeah, gosh, it, it's uh, in the neighborhood, and please don't quote me on this, but yeah. I think it's about a hundred hundred billion dollars left somewhere. Hundred billion. billion dollars left. Yeah. And how does that? Um, I don't remember. How does that compare to round one and round two? The same dollar amount, more or less. Uh, that's left over from round two. Oh, left over from round two. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I believe that's why they opened it back up because they still had funds available. All right. Anything else we should know on the forgiveness? I know most people, that's their kind of their main thing. Hey, if, if, if I can get this forgiven, any, any tips, Ben, any other things, make sure that people make sure that they do. Yeah. You know what, I, I don't know that I have any tips, but maybe the first thing is, you know, kind of stay calm. <laughs> a lot yeah. of people really want to get rid of this, and I completely understand that. Um, but we do have a number of months here before uh, any actions are taken. And uh, from what we're seeing right now, the SBA has a lot on their plate. Um, uh, banks have a tremendous amount on their plate right now. They are truly very busy. I've, I've been in banking about 20 years and I've never seen it this hectic. Um, so maybe just, uh, you know, be patient. Uh, the banks are going to come through. Even the big banks, I mean, they know that uh, without customers, uh, they're going to, they're just not going to be around. We know that customers are our number one priority. Uh, when you have a small bank uh, like us, um, truly there's a relationship there where you can pick up a phone and you can talk to somebody like me. Um, pretty easily. We're going to walk you through the process. We're going to make sure you're taken care of. Uh, I've talked to, gosh, three, four, five, six of my clients between today and yesterday, just walking them through the process of getting this thing forgiven. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's something we, we just really do care about our clients. We're going to take the time to do that. And, and it uh, shows. Out it there. shows. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, well, sorry about that. Um, let's get back to the, the, the MSLP. Any more information there? And how would you encourage um, people to do about that? Yeah, this is, um, this is an interesting thing. We're still learning about this one as well. 
Um, this loan, uh, like I said, is going to be for those businesses out there that were successful in 2019. So this is not a part of the SBA. This is the uh, uh, Federal Reserve actually um, guaranteeing 95% of this loan. Uh, banks are going to take on 5% of it, uh, which should give a lot of banks um, this willingness to want to lend to small businesses that are successful businesses. Um, it's a very attractive interest rate, very attractive terms to help businesses through this time. Um, there's going to be a lot of opportunities that come up. Um, there's going to be a lot of people that, um, you know, maybe they were a couple of ways, a couple of years away from retirement and just decide to, uh, to uh, do it right now. Uh, that's going to present opportunities to buy some businesses. Uh, there's going to be real estate that's coming up and opportunities to get in a, a good real estate uh, prices. There's going to be uh, opportunities to buy um, larger amounts of inventory at discounted prices. Um, th those things are really good, um, and it's going to be there to help small businesses weather the next few months until they get back on their feet completely and uh, are kind of soaring at for, uh, you know, full speed. And Mike, so what you're saying? I'm sorry, uh, and Mike. My question about that one is, it, this one's not forgivable, though. This is just a traditional loan. This is not forgivable. Yeah, don't get this confused with the PPP. Yeah. This is actually a loan, and this will have to be paid back. Okay. But, but what you're saying, uh, Ben, is that the, the scope of what it can be used for is, is pretty broad and open yeah. um, as long as it pertains to some sort of support or growth of a, of a successful well, not business. Yeah, not necessarily even that. Um, what we're what we're reading, how we're interpreting this, is that we just need it to. We want to keep in business those companies that were successful before this, and help them through this storm. Now, usually, um, business owners that are successful, that have been successful, uh, are going to know what to do with additional capital. Uh, they're going to know that they've got to preserve some of it. They're going to know that they've got to jump on opportunities that are there. They're going to know that they've got to hire the right people on um, to help weather this storm and uh, promote great growth in the future. Um, this is a good tool to help all those things. Yeah, that sounds great. From a um, just from a relative standpoint, how does it compare to the hundred billion that's left on the PPP? Is it? So this, yeah, this is a this is a separate tranche of the CARES Act. This is an initial, if I'm not mistaken, six hundred billion dollars that was put out there uh, for this use. So it's a it's a completely separate tranche. Uh, there's plenty of money right now. There's honestly not a lot of banks doing these loans. Uh, our bank is doing them. Uh, we're uh, like I said, we, we feel an obligation to be there for our communities, to be there for these small businesses. I think it shows in uh, being a part of programs like this. Mm -hmm. um, so there, uh, there's not a lot of banks doing it, unfortunately, but it is a great program. Uh, and if you were successful in 2019, it's definitely something you at least should look at. Yeah. Talk to your bank about it. If they're doing it, fantastic. You know, if not, give me a call. <laughs> I see Paul sh um, scratching his head. He's wondering if $600 billion is enough for him. I, I'm just trying to do the math here on a quick thing here, but it might just fit, just might fit. You know, one of the one of the criticisms, and maybe you can address this, and maybe or maybe this is too controversial to talk about, was and it, 
Yeah, the money was thrown out. We're in a desperate situation. I, I appreciate the government moved quickly, and so in quickness, there is sometimes chaos. Um, but it's starting to come out that a lot of this money went to people, the L.A. Lakers or other people, that that wasn't who it was really intended for us, to keep mom-and-pop businesses going, not the L.A. Lakers or whoever else, giant restaurant chains and stuff. Talk about that a little bit. Did it, did it just get all gobbled up by the big guys and – and the little guys didn't get that because there's a general feeling that the little mom and pop hair salons and bars didn't yeah. didn't get it like they were yeah, hoping. Yeah, you know what? I know that it is controversial, and I don't want to give too much of opinion except to say those actually were pretty rare situations. Most of the people that got this were very, very small businesses, the mom and pop type businesses. That was the vast, vast majority of who actually benefited from the PPP loan program. Good. Okay. It seemed you know, as though, it seemed also that, that some of the though, you know <laughs> it seemed that some of the bigger businesses actually um, either through pressure or on their own accord uh, actually returned the loan money. Right? Yeah, there so were a number of yeah. chain restaurant chains or big companies or whatnot that because yeah. it really was designed to the you know I, I look at the uh, the poor guy downstairs who was just opening up a restaurant just as this happened. I don't know what his plans are. I don't know him at all other than. I can't imagine him. Uh, I, I can't imagine the landlord saying, "Well, sorry, you don't have to pay rent for the next three months or four months." Uh, you get something or put it off, or maybe they—I don't know how landlords. Any talk about how landlords are handling all this? Are we just going to see a massive failure of restaurants and bars and other similar yeah. businesses? Well, uh, that you know that moves into a, 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 the topic of predicting the future. Every right. good economist. Wants to, to know that <laughs> bit of information right there. But, but are banks sort of anticipating a wave of, of taking yeah. stuff back and everything here? I think a lot of banks are anticipating a hit. Um, the good banks are reacting, uh, not reacting, they're being active, pro, uh, proactive, proactive right. in this, yeah, uh, rather than reactive. Um, we reached out to everyone in our portfolio. Um, and, and before this was even an issue, we, we needed to know, hey, do you need help? We're going to be here for you. Yeah. Um, and we got tremendous uh, response from that. And, I, uh, gosh, even from that, we just uh, – I can't tell you how many times we hear from our clients just saying, hey, you guys kept us in business. Fantastic. So we're doing things like that. The banks that have not been proactive are probably going to struggle a little bit more. Um, but you think back but, to the great housing crisis where suddenly everybody was caught off guard. Oh, my God, I didn't know all these loans were going to come back. And, uh, you know, you can yeah. debate all day long about the, the ease with which they gave lo- loans away here and the crazy. And they thought they were all insured and covered. And then all of a sudden, oh, so nobody knew. And suddenly there was a big influx of homes that came back, uh, yeah. properties that came back. And I'm wondering yeah. if the same thing's going to happen, if anybody's fearful that the same thing's going to happen with all those little bars and restaurants and retail stores that even with help aren't going to survive this drawn-out crisis. Yeah, it seems like that's somewhat inevitable. You know, the economy shut down for a while. Uh, The service businesses, the hospitality industry was really, really hit hard in this. Um, It'd be tough to imagine that they're not going to struggle a little bit, at least, uh, potentially a lot. Um, um, But again, you know, there are a lot of programs out there, uh, even aside from the PPP program that we saw, there were specific programs for hospita- the hospitality industry mm. um, to to request help, and a lot of them a lot of them were helped through this, which is good to know. Okay. All right, so we are quickly approaching the end of our time. I told you, Ben, this is going to go by fast. It's a lot uh, of good information. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, but I wanted to make sure, of course, um, you have such great information. You do have such great service. You're a great bank. Um, how can people reach you? Uh, honestly, I, I don't always give this out like this, but my cell phone's always the best place to do it. Uh, yeah. Go, Paul. Go. go I'm writing it down. Write it down. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, it's uh, 714-234-9898. That goes directly to me. I'd love to, and I'm willing to talk to anybody. If I can't help you, I'm, I'm, I've been in this long enough. I usually know somebody that can, um, and uh, I'm always open to making great connections. That's, that's just a, a part of what we do. Well, don't call right away because I'm calling first, folks. Okay. <laughs> and I want to remind everybody it's First Choice Bank. All right, Ben, I want to thank you so much for being on the show, and I do have the honor of asking my final thought question. Yes. I know I'm springing this on you. I didn't even give any heads up, but this is hopefully you've listened to an episode before. So what is your ultimate lesson learned over your 20 years as a, as a banker? Oh, man. You know, uh, gosh, I enjoy people. I think that's, that's, that's really it. If you don't enjoy people and building relationships, this is not the right industry for you. It could be very boring, very mundane. Um, it could be stressful sometimes, uh, but truly a love for people just kind of helps me get through the day. Uh, I, I build these relationships so so often uh, my clients turn into friends um, and it's just, it makes it so much easier to say, I want to help a friend out. I want to help mm-hmm. somebody that I've got a vested interest in succeeding out. Yeah. Well, that's great. Relationship and friendship. I love it. All right, Ben, again, thank you for the time. Thank you for the uh, wealth of information. Absolutely. Paul, good to see you as well this week. Yes. Again, I think we're three months into the virtual. Yeah, you know, eventually we'll find our way back into the studio again here, but I don't know, we're open. You know, I mean, the whole world is open, it's closed or whatever. I don't know what's coming. I'm I'm grateful we've been able to work this out and keep it. And, of course, I want to thank all the listeners. Thank you for all who have tuned in. We look forward to being back in studio again next week. Cheers. Tune in next week for the latest edition of the Zanbergen Report, Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Catch up on our recent shows by visiting bartzanbergen.podbean.com. The Zanbergen Report is also available on iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Interested in being a featured guest on our show or have a question you'd like to hear us answer? Email podcast at bartzanbergen.com. Bart A. Zanbergen, CFP, and Letitia Burbaum, AIF, are registered investment advisors with Optivest, Inc. and registered representatives with Gramercy Securities, Inc., member FINRA and SIPC. Investment advisory services are offered by Optivest, Inc. under SEC registration.